from Boat Studios in Destin, Florida, it's the Whatever It Means to You podcast. It's something that most people don't like at first. With Jared Gramblin. I love my job, but I hate talking to people like you. And Shane Denton. It's the Whatever It Means to You podcast. Shane, what's up, dude? What's up, man? Just doing it, man. We're going to try something a little new here. We, um, we First off, we've been away for a little bit. No, we took a little break. It's only been two weeks, but it feels like it's been well over a month. It feels like forever. But, uh, but it's going to be back. We have a full schedule coming up. Unfortunately, we had a last-minute cancellation for today, so we're going to try something a little bit different. We kind of discussed doing every, like every 10 episodes or something, doing like the 10 after 10. Basically, we'll discuss roughly 10 issues or so every 10 podcasts, and also just to kind of break up the monotony of always bringing a guest in here, finding out what's going on. Mm. However, we still do have a guest today. <laughs> we say that. Yeah. Thanks for being here, but, dude. <laughs> but, but this one, this one, that, yeah, this one, can we just be completely honest about this? Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. So we were going to, we were going to shoot a, shooting some video stuff kind of today to show, showcase kind of the new studio. We're still very, very, very excited to be uh, partnered with Boat and have this beautiful studio space. Uh, every time I'm in here, I'm really excited about it. So I wanted to document it. So we were going to shoot some, some video stuff. So I invited Travis to come shoot with us after we recorded podcast. Well, this one was supposed to just be Shane and I. I fucked up. But we did a 40-minute podcast, <laughs> and Shane didn't have the right input going into the computer, so these mics were pointless. <laughs> and we sounded the great in our headphones. <laughs> yeah, it sounded great. The soundboard was pointless, but, but it wasn't plugged into the it computer. It didn't communicate. So we're going to do this podcast again, and now since Travis came to help us with some of the video stuff, because he has some knowledge of the camera that we're using and all that... We, you know, wanted to help us out shooting some stuff. So we just invited Travis to say and join for us redoing this 10 for 10 podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. For sure. <laughs> for sure. That was a long intro. That was great. We're, 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 we're glad to have you, Travis. So, uh, so Shane, what's new in the world of you and bartending? Oh, my, uh, oh, you're talking about that photo that's been circulating? <laughs> Dude, I'm fucking famous, right? Yeah, I, stock I need, photo royalty is what I'm calling it. I need to get paid for that shit. Yeah, Shane's been featured in the Northwest Florida Daily News twice in the last three weeks with his photo being like the cover for like bartender issues they're doing. Did you see they did like 89 bartenders you should know or something yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. what I read. Yeah, my dad sent it to me. He's like, how many of these do you know? I was like, not nearly as many as I knew 10 years ago. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> But I was still like, yeah, number, meh, 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 that dude's a dick. I think it was number nine. Yeah, this guy has predatory behavior. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyway. But yeah, it's, it's cool, man. Yeah, they just keep regurgitating the photo. And I mean, you know, we're stoked. It's still just publicity. Like, especially we're, we're uh, Mimos has been doing well, man. We're about to open uh, our sister's store out on 30A, uh, out near Blue Mountain. Uh we're stoked on it, man. I think it's going to be good things. Do you know what it's going to be called yet? I, it's going to be Mimos. I don't think it's going to be Mimos at 30A. I think that's a little yeah, too... Uh, or Mimos Watercolor. Yeah, I guess, I guess technically we're in Blue Mountain Beach, Blue but Mountain. I don't think it's going to be Mimos at Blue Mountain. Hmm. Uh, who knows? Is it allowed to be? I know with with certain things, like my friend works for a pretty popular company out there, and they got some shirts made with their logo on it, and then said, at Rosemary Beach... And they got a call from a lawyer saying you can't use the name Rosemary Beach well, you in can't. your marketing. Oh, they're like, 
you can't copyright it's like a proprietary. You can't. Co- that's stupid. The no, thirty eight thing makes sense because that's an actual thirty is a road, but it's also a road, so you can use that. You and can not- use thirty eight, but you can't use the little sunshine. You know, the blue and the mm-hmm. yellow. You can't use that. That's their brand. Yeah, but I don't think. Yeah, but anyway, I do know that we ended up spending something like five thousand dollars on domain names. Just so nobody can, uh, you know, snag Nemo's 38.com. That's We've a lot. That. You can scoop those up for like $3 a piece. We now. did. We, we have a lot of them. It's, yeah. it's like a list of, it's like, it's like 300. Well, dollars. in the long yeah. run, that should help with <laughs> SEO as well. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you also do that thing where you can connect it. So if people just put in Mimos instead of eatmemos.com, it'll just redirect. Is that the, is that the Destin website? Is it eatmemos.com? Mm-hmm. Sweet. That could be taken out of context. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Garlic knots. Gar- Mimos. I, I just read my mind. <laughs> yeah, Mimos. Okay. Uh, I know you don't like discussing it publicly, but Mimos is, I believe, the number one restaurant on TripAdvisor out of several hundred. So there's that. It's not one, it's two or three. Does it fluctuate at all, or is it always one, Shane? I think we're still sitting at number one. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to sound like a dick, but yeah. Yeah. We've so number one. Number one restaurant. Well. So shouts to Mimos. Congratulations on. The new location. I'm looking forward to the soft opening. Mm. I'll throw you an invite. Go eat all the tortellonis. <laughs> Travis, what's your go-to at Mimos? The torts, man. Torts and balls, dude. Yep, he, get the, he gets and tortellonis balls. inside of meatballs. He goes hard. <laughs> That's and what then, I uh, do some sometimes. Some limoncello cake to finish it all off. Mm. Uh, that, that shit is bomb. Yeah. I normally just let Shane pick what I need. That's like my favorite thing. I just walk in there like, what do I need tonight? And I'll just pour me some drinks. And- my favorite thing is to make him... Make me an, exp- an espresso. <laughs> he loves Dick. it. That, ma- that espresso machine's been broken for the past two weeks. It's been the best two weeks ever. <laughs> yeah, you're a bartender, not a barista. Yeah, I stopped doing that shit when I was 16. I hated it. They all make the do, do the servers all make their own coffees now, so you only have to make them for like the bar, or do you still have to make all their own like all their cappuccinos and stuff? Oh, I have to make all of, all that shit. Yeah, uh, that sucks, but, man. Anyways. Well, shit, man. Where have you been for the past two weeks? Well, it's been a whirlwind. You know, we did we did 420 Fest and Sand Jam back-to-back mm-hmm. weekends, so there was that. And then I was home for five or six days, and then I took a little getaway to uh, Colorado with my dear friends Dan Collins and Casey Collins. It was actually both of their birthdays. I was going to say, yeah, I think yeah. it was their birthdays. That's we cool. got there on a Thursday, and that was Casey's birthday, and then like three days later was Dan's. Uh, wonderful time. My wife, Kelby, was supposed to go, but unfortunately we have a, a sick pup at the house, so she had to make a pretty difficult decision to stay home, which I supported her without, you know, whatever she wanted to do was cool, but she missed out on a hell of a Wolfpack show at Red Rocks. At Red Rocks. Yes, I got, to, I, got, I got to go to my first Red Rocks show, and it was one of my favorite bands. I've never Wolfpack. been to Red Rocks. Yeah, I've hiked it a couple times, but I've never actually seen a show, so... It was really cool to see them. Have you seen Wolfpack play before? No, I have not. Oh, they're intense. <clears throat> I had never seen them until we saw them at 420, didn't we? Yeah, last year. At last year at 420. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I read a review of the show at Red Rocks. I heard it was like, but it's like an, But mm-hmm. it's like an actual show. Like a goof, like when they 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 come out and they uh, uh, introduce each other yeah, and all that. It's pretty wild. And it, it's just yeah, it's just wild. But uh, but also there's a, a little kind of they have several little side projects they do. And one in particular is called the Fearless Flyers, which you'll see their video circulating all over. Uh, it's a couple guys from Wolfpack and a couple other guys. One is Nate Smith, who's a super famous drummer. I don't know that they've ever publicly played out, but when the lights went out right before the encore, I saw a little like 
a sheet over a set of stuff back there. And I looked at, I looked at Dan Collins and I was like, I think the Fearless Flyers are here. And he's like, nah, man. I was like, I think they're here. I think they're here. Then all of a sudden they started playing the Air Force song and the Fearless Flyers came out. Nate Smith came out and they did like four, four songs or so. And then they closed out the, like the rest of Wolfpack came out and they had like the super like nine, 10 person super jam. It was pretty awesome. They closed out with Umbop though. Weird. Yes. I don't know about closing out Red Rocks with Mbop. Like I don't I don't know if they're just they're kind of goofy. They're all music they're goofy, nerds. Yeah. Um, they all they all kind of met it. They went to the University of Michigan. They mm-hmm. met it in Ann Arbor. So they, they, you know they're nerdy. And he like Theo, the guy who does all their singing. Normally he likes to sing a lot of falsetto type stuff. But it just didn't it didn't hit. Like it, I don't think I think they meant to be kind of goofy and like we're gonna. Play Umbop yeah. at Red Rocks, <laughs> but you should do that and 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 then do another song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a strange way to close out. Weird. You said you read some reviews about the Red Rock show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were they saying? Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. It okay. was, it was, yeah, it was pretty good. I bet. Do they I, talk I, about Umbop? I, I believe they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, but what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> so also, I have never seen. I've, I've been to probably over, realistically, probably over a thousand concerts in my life and I have never smelt or seen so much marijuana smoke in my entire life than at Red at Rocks. Red Rocks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause it's like a, it's like a, like almost vertical amphitheater, right? Like it's just, it, so you're <laughs> just, just a continuous cloud. Yeah. Of, so you're just in a giant bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so as it escapes up, it's still just yeah. getting multiple people high behind you. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's like Colorado weed. Yeah. I had a guy offer me mushrooms. Decriminalize, huh? Yes. That just happened. Decriminalized mushrooms. It was the next day after we arrived. No shit. The, oh, the it vote was, wasn't it? That it was decriminalized. I declined. Uh, at, at my age and these days, I would need at least a few days to prepare for the information before I decided to take mushrooms. Well, it's not like you get off work and like, yeah, I'll take these, you know? Yeah. It's not, not in a like, public place like that, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not like back in the day. Look at all four go, oh, okay. Yeah, sure, yeah, my, yeah, I'll take them. Now, to be also to be fair uh, to myself and the listeners, I can count on less than two hands the amount of psychedelic experiences I've had with mushrooms. But at the same time, each one is different. Travis, what do you think? Should, should mushrooms be legalized? Decriminalized? Oh, man. What are the stipulations there? Because the, you know, the... Like the punk rocker and you just, yeah, legalize it all. The punk rocker in me is like legalize everything that's natural. Yeah. And, but I mean, everything can be abused, right? They're no worse than drinking alcohol. What do you mean what's natural? Mm. Like, like, so like, like opium would be okay, but heroin not? Dude. Yeah, absolutely. Like you can chew on coca leaves, but you can't make the cocaine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, okay. So you couldn't have beer then. You're going to have whiskey then. By that logic, right? I'm okay with that. No, <laughs> no. get the fuck out of here. I'm trying to take my whiskey away. <laughs> are you? I'm well, it's still whiskey is is a natural process. You no. can make it with natural ingredients. There's nothing you have to do to. Yeah, you're you're just stilling it. You're not putting other chemicals in it yeah. to to you know activate the the ingredients. Right. Yeah, it's all plants. It's plants, all plants. Plants and water, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, I don't I don't know that I have a strong opinion on whether or not mushrooms should be legalized. Decriminalized, absolutely, 100%. Shouldn't put people in jail for possessing them. 
but also like some 16 year old kid who can go to Walgreens and get him some mushrooms and then take a take a drive. I don't I don't know. That's the best idea ever. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I agree. I, well, not that you actually pinned it down, but I I, I think decriminalization is is definitely a good idea. Why keep putting people in the system for you know wanting to check this stuff out? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, just like you said, yeah, being able to go buy a pack of fucking uh, mushrooms at Walgreens also doesn't seem like a good idea. Well, there is medicinal value to psilocybin too, though. That so that's where it gets kind of crazy too. So do you can you legalize medicinal? But then how do you do that? I mean, it it seems very hard to pinpoint that dosage. So mm-hmm. you're microdosing for what and to alleviate what? Because now you're talking about like psychosis and things, right? And then you're talking about psychology because that's mm-hmm. all it's all mental. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not gonna eat, you know, oh I broke my arm, I need to eat some mushrooms. That's not gonna turn out well. You know, it's just <laughs> not <laughs> Yeah, but I mean you would have a doctor to I mean, you would, but I'm saying, like, I think that research, that that's the unknown. I think mean, there, there's w- way more research that needs to be done on that. Well, yeah, know? I agree. Um, well, that and every psychedelic experience I have has been singular compared to the others. The, the, they stand alone. There's not, one, there, there's, yeah. there's commonality between them, but each one yeah. I could tell you was way different than the other one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. So that's where it can get kind of crazy. <laughs> like, it's always a gamble with psychedelics. You're just like, all yeah. right. Is go. that dependent on the drug or is that dependent on your mindset? Both. Everything, I think it's right? both. both. Yeah. 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 I think it's definitely both. It's just like that, uh, the biggest value that I've found in medicinal marijuana is, you know, it's not like back in the day when you would just, you'd get a good sack of nuggets and you'd be like, look at the crystals. And you'd be like, <laughs> oh, it smells so good. Like, I can smell your pockets, bro. Yeah. You know, whatever. I'm going to get high. Like, that was it. Even though you were still kind of would use it for medicinal like purposes and uh, to benefit your your health and your mindset, you didn't know what you were getting. You didn't know the percentage of it was. Very rarely would you know if it was a true strain, how that strain would affect you, whether it was indica dominant or sativa dominant, oh, yeah. anything like that. That's been the greatest thing for me with medicinal marijuana is because I know exactly the rate, the ratio of THC to CBD I'm getting. I know exactly what the strain is. If it's a if it's a hybrid, if it's an indica dominant or a straight indica or a straight sativa, I know exactly what it's going to do to me. So I've, I've really been able to utilize medicinal marijuana to improve my life in a lot of ways. And 98% of the time, I utilize it medicinally. And every now and then, it's, you know, you just got to get a little stoned every now and then. But, uh, but that's, that's pretty rare these days, too. And even when I do just want to get stoned, I know, it's, uh, I know exactly what it is. I know how much I'm putting in my body. Yeah. So. And mushrooms are not that. Yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? We might find out in the future, you know, because there's uh, psilocin and psilocybin. There's two different components. They actually have different half-lives. They make Mm -hmm. you, you know, uh, psilocin will actually, like, make you trip faster, harder, shorter. And then, you you know, the alternative is slower onset and uh, longer trip. So, I don't know. But medicinally. Well, (laughs) yeah, but I'm just saying, like, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. But the other thing, too, is like now they're having to uh, uh, train police officers and law enforcement and first responders of, of like how to deal with people on bad trips. I mean, they're having, you know, uh, it, it just seems like a, it's a big thing. And then how do you, so it's decriminalized. So, so what's your fine? And where, so I know like if you're in New Orleans, right, uh, you know, it's, 
pot's decriminalized, but only in specific spaces. So if you're in the French Quarter, yeah, you'll just get like a fine. You'll get a ticket. I think it's like $100. But if you're in a park or you're like near a school, like it's still a criminal fence and you'll get arrested, you know. And I think you face up to like a $500 uh, fine. Um, So it's just. I think there's some, some complications, not complications, but I think there's some unanswered questions of how this is all going to work out with a bunch of people eating mushrooms, not legally. But yeah, but you hit on a, a point that, like, to me, you're, you're saying that law enforcement now has to to be trained to to realize or recognize when somebody is exhibiting traits of, you know, a bad psychedelic trip or anything like that. I, I personally believe that that should already be a thing. Mm. Because think about how many people who are just having a bad time in life, they decide to take drugs, whatever. I'm not saying it's an acceptable thing Mm -hmm. or it should be, but I'm saying that because that person is acting outlandish where they could just be subdued and taken into custody and and, and Mm -hmm. psych eval Mm -hmm. everything, they're getting shot instead. I I, I completely know where you're going. I I completely agree. But but, that's the whole thing with it being decriminalized so it's not – a criminal offense now whereas then now even in florida it is that's yeah. a crime you <laughs> ate mushrooms you committed a crime yeah so now you're treated as a criminal yeah you're gonna just get tackled down you're gonna get thrown in the back of a cop car and you're gonna get fucking taken off to to county gonna get processed yeah no there's no talk you down and oh shit maybe we should <laughs> take you to a psych no it's not gonna be like that it's you fucked up yeah i'll true. see you in court <laughs> so that's weird yeah. So, I mean, generally, I guess probably there should be some sort of regulation put on. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Probably. Uh, speaking of uh, regulated and unregulated items, though, I've, I've recently personally had something uh, reason, reasonably re- recently. Um, a, a good friend of mine, about a year and a half ago, we were going to go to a concert and he, he busted out a bag of Kratom. Are you familiar with Kratom? Uh, yeah, actually, I am. What's I've never seen anybody on it or anything like that. Yeah, it's a plant. Uh, they put it kind of into a powder. It hits the same receptors as opioids do. So they use they use Kratom to – they can use it to treat opioid addiction because it's you can't overdose. If it's, it's generally pretty safe. There's been a few deaths off of it, but I think most of the deaths have come from – like withdrawal symptoms because although the, the kratom hits the same receptors as your opiates, you're also going to have the same withdrawal symptoms then as well. So anyway, this, this friend of mine, a year and a half ago, we were going to see a perpetual groove concert and he was taking some, he was like, I'm going to take some kratom. And I was asking a lot of questions about it because I was curious and he, he was getting a little angry with me. Cause I don't know if he thought I was like making fun of him or like questioning it, but I was like, I'm not going to take that. I don't know what the fuck it is. Anyway, a year and a half later, He's been taking like a hero's dose of kratom every night for the last year and a like, half. Well, I mean, how much? Like, a, I mean, like you, I think because you're, like, you're saying a little bit is like a stimulant. Like, how well, much is that? The, yeah, bit? they call it like what botanical speedballing or or something <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, because if you take two to three grams of it, I believe it, it's a, a little amount. It will produce an effect similar to uh, like a strong coffee. Matter of fact, I think. Uh, I think earlier you were saying that it's in the yeah, coffee no, family. Yeah, no, it says it says it says a uh, uh, kratom is, is actually a, a tree in the coffee family, and it says kratom has opioid properties and some stimulant-like effects. 
Yeah. So speedballing. Yeah. So if you take it like two or three, it'll just kind of give you a little pep in your step, like a strong. No, you're cup talking of like a couple grams. Yeah, but if you take like a hero's dose, like seven to ten grams of it, it'll Jesus. it'll have a dose that's very similar to the euphoria that you'd feel if you took a strong opioid. How are you consuming that? Is that like a? I think it's a powder. I think it was just putting powder in a water and slamming it. Just Jesus getting the Christ. substance into you. Yeah, but the thing is, th- there's a lot of really there's a there's a documentary on Netflix about it, and it's it's helped a lot of people out. A lot of people who were in a bad way on opiates. It's really it's changed their life. Um, but also taking that much every night for a year and a half and just quit cold turkey. Had to go to the doctor three different times. Uh, couldn't sleep at all. Uh, nausea, vomiting, shitting pants. Full-on withdrawals. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, withdrawals. yeah. Sweating for ten fucking days, like cra- just crazy. Couldn't eat. Which, just insane amounts of of withdrawal symptoms. So, but it was kind of crazy to me because it was kind of a joke at first. Because the, w- when he first came to me about the problem, like I almost kind of left. He's like, I really, I, n- I need your support on this. I need you to be there for me. Whatever. And I was like, oh, fuck, what is it? He's like, Kratom. I was like, okay. Like, what do you get from fucking head shops? Like, you know, like, uh, it's, it, to me, because uh, I didn't know much about it, it'd be like the equivalent of being like, I got to get off the salvia, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus, dude. <laughs> like, do that you remember, did you ever do the salvia extract that uh, you would get from? Yeah, I did it once. And it was fucking stupid. I did, like, the ADX or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I melted into my carpet one night. Oh yeah, you don't you don't even know you're a human anymore. Yeah, no. You're in a completely different dimension. I literally thought I was a drop of water because I was sweating so hard from laughing way too hard and I thought <laughs> I was soaking into the carpet. Like it was just really, really weird. It's a very, very talking about psychedelic experiences, salvia is unlike I mean, acid or or uh psychedelic mushrooms. It's so like that times 50. I would assume it, it might be similar to DMT. I've never done DMT. Have you done DMT? Either no, of you? No. I've never had a DMT experience, but from what I've heard and understand, that's the closest thing I could probably compare it to. Probably. Just because it hits you that hard, right? That's what from mm-hmm. everyone says. Yeah. And it's quick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it feels like forever, but it's quick. Uh, but I, I never enjoyed that. And mm-hmm. it was like, and you immediately felt like shit. Like immediately. It's like your body just went. What the fuck did you just do? Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, like, there's a there's a kratom place in Fort Walton now. Like before you come so over you the said, bridge, oh, they put in smoothies. It's like a kratom smoothie place or something like that. Or wait, a, uh, what? Really? Yeah, it's called like kratom and something or whatever. Oh. And, and they like say they have like kratom smoothies and shit. So it's like if used properly, just like anything, there's probably a lot of benefits. You know, it's probably saved a lot of lives. But anyway, if you go hard on Kratom for a year and a half, wean yourself off of it. Bottom line, like, don't just stop it cold turkey. You're going to have some issues if you do. And uh, it's going to change your it's going to change your brain chemistry for a few I mean, days. This literally says, as of, as of 2018, Kratom's usefulness and safety as a therapeutic agent is unclear. Yeah. And all research is very poor. And in February 2018, the FDA stated that there's no evidence that Kratom is safe or effective for treating any condition. Hmm. So it'll probably be... <laughs> I, I would fun. guess that it'll probably be illegal very soon. Illegal? Yes. Well, yeah. I thought that was already a thing, and then they let it be legal and the whole nine. Like, I, I thought know. that was already a thing like two years ago. Because, I mean, sure. you know the, the gas station across from Mello sells it. Really? Oh, yeah. It's like... It's if you go like to certain gas stations, it's there. They just say, "Credit him, credit him." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that to me is probably 
a lot of the reason why that they're saying like, oh, we can't tell medical benefits because you got gas stations putting junk you're shit right. into You're right. I have seen that at gas stations everywhere now. Now that you're thinking, yeah, because it's spelt like, yeah, with K-R-A-T-M. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like, because, you know, gas stations always sell like bullshit, like, oh, let's make your dick bigger pills. And like, they've got like all those like random shit. Yeah, and the yeah. yellow jacket. Just, like yellow jackets and, and all shit. that. I thought that's, I thought it was just another, you know. Dude, I wonder if you took a yellow jacket and some Kratom, if you would really speedball. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself a fucking heart attack. Yeah, probably. Yeah, most definitely. I know it wouldn't be good. Um, Travis, have you heard of the show Jailbirds on Netflix? No, I have not. Speaking of illegal substances, Shane, are you familiar? I wasn't. I am now. Okay. Um, it's basically like real life Orange is the New Black. It's uh, in the Sacramento County Jail, and it focuses on all the women, basically. They, the men come and go at certain times, but there's, there's some takeaways that I, didn't, that I didn't know about because I've never seen it in movies or anything like that. Uh, first of all, everyone makes their own booze. That's the thing. Like Everyone's always making their own booze. They get some fruit, some bread, put it in a bag, let it sit for like seven days, and then... Toilet wine? Yeah, drink that <laughs> shit. Where, where it gets more interesting and where the, uh, the engineering really comes into play, there's several different things that they can do to communicate with each other and get things to each other. The first thing is they, they create what's called a kite. And it's just basically they, they cut strips out of their white shirts and tie them and make like a 20-foot rope, 30-foot rope, put it under the crack of their cell, and they'll... Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, where they can sling yeah, notes Yeah, they'll sling shit. the notes yeah, yeah, yeah. to like to one door, and then that person will take it. Where's it going? And they'll deliver it to the next door so you can get messages back and forth to each other by the kite. Where it gets gnarly is they do what's called toilet talking. So the women, I believe, are on the seventh floor, and the men above are on the eighth floor. And they'll develop like romantic relationships with each other because they talk to each other on the toilet. So they will <laughs> bail out because the pipe goes from the top of the building to the bottom. They're sharing a similar pipe for where the sewage goes. Right. So they will get cups and they'll bail out all the water in each of their toilets. They'll knock to each other first, like toilet talk. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and then they'll take like 20 styrofoam cups and takes the bottom out of all of them. So they have like a, a two foot tube and they'll put the tube in the base of the toilet and there's no water there anymore. And they'll talk back and forth to each other on the toilet, just like they're on a telephone. Oh my God. That's crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and like they, they would be like, like the one main male character, his name is Dalla, D-O-L-L-A. And he has different girlfriends depending on who's in the cell below him. Cause he'll like make each girl like fall in love with him through the toilet talk. <laughs> now, where it gets even crazier is they get gifts, they give gifts to each other like pictures and things like that, but since they're on the floor above, you can't kite them because you can't just put it through the cell. Right. So instead they do what <laughs> they go fishing is what they call it. And this is where it gets insane. They'll take the same kind of kite concept, but every foot they will tie um, plastic spoons in notches. So they'll be like at the end of your fishing line there will be like eight or nine plastic spoons and the person above will do the same thing and they'll tie something to the end of it like a picture or a, a snickers bar or something like that they'll tie it to the end of the rope and they'll say all right go fishing and they'll put their all the spoons in the toilet and they'll flush the toilet <laughs> so both the, from the seventh to the eighth floor the spoons get tangled up in each other so the lines get tangled and they say okay go and they'll pull 
the fucking Snickers bar, the pictures or the love letters up through the eighth floor down to the seventh it's floor. Fucking crazy. Through that's, fishing, that's, through shit water. That's ingenuity. <laughs> modern problems require modern solutions. I mean, how do you figure that out? Like, who did that mm-hmm. first? It was like, check this out. I don't know. It's but it's insanely intelligent. It's it smart. Is. I can't like want that can't believe bar. it worked. Yeah. But I mean, if you're in there with nothing to really do all day except for work out, I think they said they're only required like an hour of day room every three days or something like that. They get more than that, but that's yeah. only that's their only requirement. So it's kind of crazy, man. They, but uh, it's a fun watch. My brother texted me like I was on the first episode, and he texted me. He's like, "Dude, you got to watch this." I was like, "I'm already there, man. <laughs> like I'm already watching." But uh, they're two girls. They get to marry each other. They take them to the courthouse and let them marry each other while they're in jail together. Really? Yeah. That was kind of crazy. Huh. So, bunch of of crazy stuff. Jailbirds on Netflix. The main character's name is Monster, and she gets out. Oh, Megan Hawkins. He was telling me about this. I was like, I got to look this up. Like, what the fuck is this? And the first uh, thing that popped up was this article, Megan Monster. She's she's the main character. Mm -hmm. This girl's gnarly. Like, I haven't watched the show. I haven't she's seen pretty, the show. She's pretty... Ho- she's, she's got a split tongue, you know? Like, the Sick. whole... Yeah, fucking dope. She's got, you know, piercings and all this shit, but she's got a big tattoo on her face that says monster. On the like, side of her eyebrow? Her like, right here? So this... this Spoilers, but I guess she gets out at the end. She gets out of jail. Uh, and she just went to go try to open up a bank account using false identification. The lady, the teller at the bank, recognized her from Netflix... And she's got a big fucking monster tattoo on her face. <laughs> and she called the cops and she just got arrested. She's back in jail. She's like, no, that's not you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> that's not you. Outrageous. Yeah, people like that belong in jail. That's why I'm that people like that belong in, in jail for sure. She may have wanted to go back. Maybe. Maybe people like that can't acclimate after they've been in there for a certain amount of time. Back yeah, normal, they can't integrate back into society. I'd be, I'd be interested to see how that works with Netflix. Like, do they get paid? Like, do the do the prisoners get paid? The ones I'm that not sure. The, the ones that they're focusing on. I'm not on? sure because some of their faces were blanked out. Yeah, so I mean, they so have to. They so probably give them like a thousand dollar commissary credit. I mean, they have to do something, right? Probably, or you, or or some people would just be like. Like, for example, this main character, if she gets out again and, like, if she strains her shit out, I bet you she could mm-hmm. do, like, she get paid to go speak at some places. Absolutely. She's a celebrity. See, th- yeah. That's why but- I have problems with, like, those uh, those shows, like, Locked Up. And you're saying that it's not like that. Mm-hmm. See, I have problems with the shows like that because you're, you're, you're just focusing on these, these people and how shit their situation is. You're, like, you're showing people get, you know, people beat and all this like horrible mm-hmm. shit and you're just you're showing how dire situations but you're making money like you're making a shitload of money off, off locked up and all those shows yeah. and then so is the advertising co- groups and all that stuff and you know i don't know and these people just get their their, their face blasted all over media and, and and the internet and it's just this shitty situation so i'd be interested to see if netflix pays uh these characters, I guess. Yeah. These inmates. But because um, what was the one I just watched recently about the uh, the girl that was abducted in uh, Portugal? Um, I don't know. I can't remember. But, th- you know, basically in there, they're, they're t- telling the whole story of it. And it, it even they use, you know, all the the video footage of their parents and the whole nine. And I guess apparently the parents didn't actually want 
the documentary to come out. Oh, Madeline McCain. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. of Madeline McCain. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, so, I mean, th- th- they're using her story and they're not receiving any compensation or anything, which, I mean, you know, not to say that they would even want it. I'm sure they probably just want their daughter back. But, yeah. Still, they're they're using their their name, their likeliness. Yeah. Oh yeah. If someone's profiting off of that, then then yeah, it should definitely be the the individuals who are affected. Yeah. Immediately. But I do like that Netflix is, in my opinion, trying to do the right thing because I guess they did a similar thing a couple years ago, and there was somebody that was abducted, and they were found in South Africa due to someone recognizing them, and so like I think that's kind of the concept behind what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. So. That, that's cool, but if they're making just money off the story, then it's kind of lame. All those um, those type of things are really big right now, like crime mysteries and mm-hmm. stuff. I think especially especially amongst uh, female listeners, it, it's a huge thing. Oh, yeah. We've talked about this before on mm-hmm. this podcast. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it's it's, 18, it's like 18, to, 18 to 38. Uh, just love hearing about murders. <laughs> fucking investigative murder <laughs> porn. <laughs> <laughs> that's just all it is. <laughs> They straight up, they've created like three channels now. Like what ID, uh, uh, investigate. Yeah. I mean, shit, HLN and all that shit is just straight up. (laughs) It used to be with with my wife and I used to be like, if we were, if we were in our house, not doing chores or, or not exercising, we did, we wouldn't have our AirPods in. It was just, you know, we talked to each other. (laughs) Weird. It's a little, it's a little different these days. Uh, a, a lot of times like Kelly just walking around the house like for three or four hours with her AirPods in listening to her stories. <laughs> now, would you say though that, uh, what is it? The making a murder or was that the name of the show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was real popular. I think that's kind of like what started it really. Think about how popular that yeah, became. And I then mean, it, was, I don't know that it started it, but it's definitely a part of it. No, dude. I mean, what, uh, uh the, it was one the, of the more popular yes, stories. Exactly. The, the biggest, yeah. that, that huge, t- uh, America's most wanted. And that was what's his face when mm-hmm. his when his his kid got shot or, or killed. Or I, I personally blame the ID channel because that's when I started noticing it changing in my household. Was on when we got yeah. when we got Directv two years ago. We got the Investigate channel, and that shit was just on all the time. <laughs> Is that the one with uh, Lieutenant Joe Kenda? Investigate. I like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So, but yeah. So anyway, check out Jailbirds. It's it's an entertaining watch. You'll cringe. You'll laugh. You'll probably be grossed out quite a bit. But it's it's interesting to see how those people live. And um, it's also easy to see how once you're in there for any amount of time, how it, it'd be difficult to function outside of there. It's, 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 a, it's a tough thing, man. Um, we'll wrap this up. Before we do, I just wanted to uh, bring attention to something. I recently wrote a letter on the podcast. I was looking to invite someone onto the show in regards to the recent abortion laws that were passed in Alabama. Uh, full disclosure, both I think both Shane and I agree that it's probably not the place of two men to sit here on a podcast and discuss those types of laws. Yeah. However, there's something to be said about someone who agrees, the type of person who agrees that even in cases of, of rape and incest in extreme cases, that you should still be forced to carry that child to term. And I want to meet that person. I'm sure there's several of them. Enough people voted on it in a state just 
50 miles north of us. So I, I wrote a letter explaining it. it. It wasn't, I don't feel like it was an aggressive letter. I just wanted to, Shane and I, I believe are 70 for 70 on inviting people into this podcast and them having a positive experience in here. This, this podcast doesn't exist to play gotcha with people. Yeah. Uh, we, we like to discuss different ideas with other people, but, but to do so in a pretty productive way and non-combative. Well, Anyway, I, I can normally, if I'm looking at something and I totally disagree with you, at least I can kind of see where you're coming from. I can understand why you feel that way about a certain issue, but on this one, I'm just 100% lost. I can't see anybody who can 100% agree with this, let alone several, several men vote on it to make it a law. It's just beyond. But anyway, no one responded to our um, <laughs> Our letter Shocking. to have them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shocking. I guess closeted bigotry is a <laughs> is a thing, um, uh, unless you vote and then you get your face put on blast. You know, I heard that. <laughs> I heard that one of the one of the guys that voted on it already, like, had like found like was outed as as having an abortion already, like being part of having one of his children. Uh, yeah, some something about his mistress. <laughs> yeah, no he asked her to end the pregnancy okay. or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, it was like a thing. So so we've got some crazy things happening, but uh, just to let you know, that invitation will always stand. As long as that law is still in effect, you're welcome to come on the show and talk with me about it. Um, I'd lo- I would love to try to gain some perspective on that because I have zero. Aside from that, that's all I've got. Shane, you got anything else, man? Good to go, man. Well, I'm, I'm stoked, to be, stoked to be back. Uh, like I said, back yeah, we got a good we got a good lineup of guests coming up too, man. Got a good one for you today, <laughs> Steve Harvey, Travis. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. Yeah, you man. got anything? Nope. No. Nah, man, we're we're solid. We're cool. Good. Let's go. Uh, let's go get a beer and smoke a cigar, right? Yeah, that's let's what do we're it. doing. Cigar bar, right? Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, please, if you'd like us to discuss something in particular, or, or if you'd like to say hello, or if you'd like to come on the show, please email us wimty.podcast, w i m t y dot podcast at gmail.com uh hit us up on instagram wimty.podcast or you can hit us up on facebook and shane will get you over there at whatever it means to you under the facebook thanks everyone for listening we will see you next week Tip. There's a whole lot of don'ts, but there's one big dude. Listen to this podcast.